Welcome to Pretty Pitches. I'm Paige Feichert. And I'm Aaliyah Williams. And I am so hype right now. Let me tell you why. Do you know why? No. Because the Las Vegas Aces won the WNBA championship. Yes, girl. Hey, so what does that mean? Las Vegas, you've been there before? Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. So that's your... That's your city. That's your city's team. Close enough, right? Close to my city's team. Yeah. Do you know anyone on that team? Uh, no. Not that I think of. <laughs> Asia Wilson, she's a beast. You know she went to South Carolina, right? Really? Yeah, but not this past year when you went to watch them play. Yeah, so anyway, shout out to Las Vegas. Because they won. I'm just saying, Give them a round of applause. Uh, Dorika Hamby, who won Sixth Man of the Year, Sixth Woman of the Year, um, in 2020 season, I think. She's really who got me started on the Aces, because she has a little daughter, and her name's Amaya, and she's super cute, and she's literally like the team's daughter. And she was in the Wubble with her in 2020. And literally, like, everybody on the team would just, like, watch her and stuff when she was when they were playing. So, um, Amaya is my spirit animal. You should have seen her after the they won the championship. She was, she was getting crazy with everybody on the team. And Dorika kept on posting saying, you're still going to school tomorrow. <laughs> How would you feel if I sent you to school after something major crazy like that? I would feel angry, so I would not want to go to school. You'd be like, I'm trying to party with you, Mom. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, shout-out to the Aces. Shout-out to the Sun. That's who they played. And the last game was amazing. It was super close, uh, kind of back and forth up until the last couple of minutes. So I'm just really happy for Las Vegas and for the Aces. They've had a great team for the past couple of years. For Asia Wilson, who's an incredible basketball player, incredible athlete. Aaliyah, you took your picture next to the Asia Wilson statue. You remember that? I did. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so incredible. Kelsey Plum, she's great. Um, My sister's new favorite, Chelsea Gray, she's great. Chelsea Gray, that's who Brookie's favorite is. Oh, you think you think Auntie Miley watches the WNBA? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, so yeah. Well, unless Pretty she incredible. Unless she has to watch it with you guys. She'll <laughs> yeah. Watch it. So my question to you is: Do you know what the WNBA stands for? What is it? What is the WNBA? Women's. No, but NBA. I, NBA. I just know. What what is the NBA? What's the what's the NBA without the W? What is National. that? National. Well, what 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 do they do in the NBA? They play basketball. Play basketball, right? Yeah. National Basketball Association. Oh. And so this is for the women. Is the women. WNBA? So what do you think? Do you think that the WNBA has been around as long as the NBA? What do you think? Mm, maybe a year after the NBA a started. A year after. Guess what? When I was born, the WNBA oh. wasn't even a thing. <gasps> it didn't become a thing until I think it was 96 or 97. So I, that means I was 6 or 7. 
when it became a thing. Mm. Isn't that wild? Yes. Well, today we have an interview with somebody who played in the WNBA. Not just played in the WNBA, but was drafted in the first round. She was number four in the 2001 WNBA draft. And I can't wait to see it, even though I probably won't be <laughs> she's, there. She's amazing, and she's from around here, not far from here. I grew up hearing her name at my house, and back then I wasn't really a basketball fan, so I'd be like, who's that? Kind of like you, my mom. My mom was a big basketball fan, and my dad's a basketball fan, so they had me watching basketball all the time. But I didn't really get it that much. But before and we now get, you're growing up, and you still don't get the game. No, I well, get, the, get game. the game. You just I just can't play, play it. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> don't don't clown me too hard. I get the game. Yeah, you. Don't I just play I it. just I you know I'm not good at it. And that's okay. We all have our strengths. Three spots in in soccer. Yeah, I make up for it there. So before we get into today's episode, I just have to say, like, the opposite of a shout-out to KU Athletics. Um, I was shared, someone shared with me today, a post by KU Athletics on Instagram Mm -hmm. that was sharing a tweet. I think it was by, like, tweeted by one of their basketball players maybe or something and it basically said that KU fans haven't experienced a loss since February basically referring to KU men's basketball and KU football so like okay shout out to KU football getting a 3-0 start first time in a minute they usually have a rough time and um but it's just completely neglecting all of these other sports particularly women's sports so and i'm not trying to point out that these other teams have lost that's not the point but it means you're completely neglecting baseball and softball an entire spring right and it means and of course there's track and field in that time too but it's a little bit harder to measure in the wins loss type of type of measurement and then Women's soccer and women's volleyball. Like, both are going on right now. Both actually have pretty great records. I think volleyball's only lost two matches, and soccer's only lost three games. And they play some pretty tough teams, both of them. So it's just kind of a slap in the face, especially to women's sports. So, I don't know. I want to say to KU Athletics, and this is the official KU Athletics Instagram page that shared this so it's just like a major slap in the face and how do you think that that makes those women athletes feel that it makes them feel like no literally literally nobody cares about their sport and about their records and about their achievements because all they have eyes on are the men's basketball team and the football team and i'm not trying to hate but the football team at ku has historically not been good at all. So everybody's freaking out over this 3-0 start, which, again, kudos to them. Like, a 3-0 start is actually huge for KU football. But it's like, damn, you got sports like... KU women's soccer is a great program. KU volleyball is a great program. I don't know much about their baseball and softball teams, but those two sports alone are great programs, and you're completely overlooking them. Like, they're out here tearing things up, and they're doing well, and they're consistently doing well every year. Every year we have good volleyball and women's soccer teams coming out of KU. And they're consistently doing well, and it's just like KU Athletic Department is just completely neglecting them. So, do better. 
It's been 50 years of Title IX, and y'all still are acting like women athletes are an afterthought. And that's just honestly super disheartening. There are ways to celebrate your football team's success without degrading all these other athletes that you're just completely neglecting. So do better, KU. Do better, KU Athletics. And try your hardest. <laughs> try your hardest to what? Not ignore people? <laughs> Anyways, so that's my little side note. Um, but yeah, and I'm so excited about this week's episode. I literally cannot wait to share this with you guys. Dream come true episode. I was trying real, real hard not to fangirl. I had like the heart in my throat situation goosebumps the whole thing so i hope you guys enjoy it as much as i did and we <laughs> as much as we did because aliyah is going to learn a lot from this one so check it out all right so today's guest is one of the most iconic women's basketball players of my adolescence a hall of fame basketball player from claflin kansas she held the ncaa scoring career scoring record rather for 16 years was drafted in the first round of the WNBA draft in 2001 and earned rookie of the year jackie styles welcome to pretty pitches i cannot believe that i'm in the presence of greatness right now <laughs> thank you so oh, much for well. being here you're definitely making me blush with that kind introduction. Thank you so much. And, yeah. and thank you for having me on. Of course. Yeah, no, it's so nice to meet you. And I heard about you. I'm from Wichita originally. So I heard about you a lot when I was growing up. Um, so it's really like, it's really like meeting a hero, a shero. Uh -huh. oh, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, of course. So, okay. So let's just get started. How, okay. So basketball is a big part of your life, was a big part of your life, always has been. How did you get started with that? Well, I was very fortunate that my dad was the basketball coach and, you know, I would follow him to the gym. He coached the varsity boys at the high school I went to and, you know, he would show me a fundamental and I couldn't wait to show him that I could master it. And, you know, I just fell in love with it that way. And I actually told my second grade teacher that I was going to play professional basketball one day. And that was before the WNBA even existed. But I just had that vision that basketball is what I wanted to be good at. And obviously, I was very fortunate to have a dad as a coach and, you know, taught me the fundamentals at an early age. Yeah. So not having the WNBA while you're growing up and you're playing basketball, you know, you want to play pro. What was that like? Kind of like, what did you picture a pro basketball career to look like back then? Well, you know, I thought I was going to have to go overseas because I knew players went overseas. Yeah. And then really my ultimate dream at that time was to be, you know, Olympian, because that's one thing I could do at the highest level, you know, in the U.S. Um, and then, of course, you know, if I had to obviously have a job, you know, it would have been to go overseas. But now it's just awesome um, that, you know, the girls now have an opportunity to dream about playing professional basketball in the U.S., yeah, for sure. And I actually had a question I wrote down about that. So a lot lately, the conversation past couple of years has been heavy around women's sports, but particularly women's basketball. And that's both like NCAA and WNBA. There's a lot of talk about more coverage, more resources, funding, maybe more teams expanding the WNBA. Um, how have you seen women's basketball grow and change? And how do you hope to see it change in the future? Yeah, um, you know, I think the game continues to keep getting better and better and obviously growing with, you know, more opportunities, you know, 
now players, you know, are, are just, there's so many teams, like even there's bitty basketball where players are getting on teams at four and five. And I'm from a small town and I had to drive like four hours each way to Kansas city to play on a team. And my bad, my dad begged my way onto this team, but you know, there, that was the closest team um, to me. And now there's teams everywhere. There's camps everywhere, you know, club basketball. And then of course, you know, at the higher level, um, every game and then say, tournament is now nationally televised where before you know my era you know not every game was televised on ESPN and and now um, now we have pro basketball Um, so as long as we keep moving in the right direction you know I I know that's a process I mean I I know we'd love to be equal to the men right now but uh, you Mm -hmm. know I I think we're continuing to grow you know and hopefully one day we'll get there yeah for sure yeah I feel hopeful I feel like what I've seen has been awesome. I actually never really watched basketball until I got to college and I befriended all the women's basketball players. So we watched the women's tournament with the men's tournament. So it's kind of a normal thing for me, but now it's becoming a normal thing for everyone. So I love to see it. Um, Okay, so you have a long list of accolades. I just mentioned literally like four in the intro, but you have way more than that. (laughs) Um, What, looking at your career right now, even currently and in in the past, what are you most proud of? You know, hands down, I mean, actually that question's pretty easy. I'll never forget the moment we've advanced to the final four at Missouri State because, and it, it was known as Southwest Missouri State. Now we've had a name change to Missouri State, but you know, people looked at that as an impossible dream. And, and I'll never forget that feeling in that moment when, you know, the buzzer sounds and we're, we're celebrating and cutting down the nets. And um, what made it so special looking back is, you know, our team wasn't near as talented as the teams that we were able to beat, like a Duke, that every player on that team was an All-American. We had one, but what made us special is, one, we worked so hard. I mean, we worked out outworked every team in the country but then we truly played for each other um and we had great chemistry on and off the floor and everybody was so unselfish and bought into their roles and I just learned you can accomplish so much more if you're unselfish and you're for each other um you know one of my favorite quotes that I I live by is if you want to be good focus on making yourself better but if you want to be truly great not only focus on making yourself better but those around you and and that was the atmosphere of our team and you know we were able to achieve something that you know virtually everybody thought was impossible so I'll never forget that moment yeah that's amazing I feel like there's like that that energy on a college team it's really unmatched right yes it's such a fun experience I thought you know what it might ruin the rest of my life because what compares to that that experience (laughs) of of being a lady bear it it was special for sure and you went back and coached for Missouri State for a bit right yes yes I got to coach six years at my alma mater and um, my goal was to have to help have the program be where it was, you know, at, when I was a player. And, you know, fortunately, um, we made a sweet 16. And then my boss um, gets hired at Tennessee because of the success. And then, of course, I'm out of a job, you know, because whenever a head coach <laughs> yeah. leaves, it's, it's a whole new staff. But, you know, it was like what I set out to accomplish. It's always you always want to leave places better than you found it. Leave your story better than you found it. And it was just such a fun six years uh, coaching at my alma mater. A genuine sell for me, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's so cool. And speaking of coaching, you You've gotten into some coaching. Obviously, you did some of that. You also do a lot of training. Um, this podcast is kind of a spinoff of another one that I had. And we on that one, we interviewed Hannah Mortimer. 
And she had all great things to say about working out with you and that she trained with you um, kind of when she was coming up and everything. And she's obviously had a great success. Um, what are some messages that you hope resonate with the athletes that you work with? Well, you know, my job now, I, I, I look back at my career and I was so selfishly focused. The first half of my career was all about how can I be the best basketball player I can possibly become? I mean, I got up every morning just focused on that, all my eggs in one basket. And I realized so many people sacrificed so I could live out my basketball dreams. And now it's not about success for me. It's about significance. So how can I align my goals to help, you know, the most amount of, or how can I align my gifts to help the most amount of people? And, you know, I just kept found that niche as far as like with personal development, you know, on the basketball floor. Cause if you look at me, no one said you must be a, an NBA player, a WNBA player, a professional player, you know, no one's ever said that. Um, and now, um, you know, I, I made myself through my workout. So to be able to pass that on to, to young kids and see them grow and to see them thrive, it's been really re rewarding for me. But I'd say the biggest things are you have to truly believe in yourself. Um, you have to be willing to do the work. Nothing comes easy, but, you know, there's no shortcuts. And, and not only do you have to do the work and believe in yourself, but you have to do that during difficult times. And there will be tough times because when you're trying to accomplish something great, you know, it, it's going to be hard. You know, you probably wouldn't, try to achieve it if it wasn't hard i mean it's it's going to be tough so just keep believing yourself and and most importantly have fun i mean you know it's such a short window of your life and i don't want any player that i've ever coached to have any regret so i want them to maximize the opportunities because being part of a team is so special sorry i got a little long-winded on no that. you're great like, not what i do so yeah that's great no take your time i mean we have plenty of time so yeah no that's amazing i love that and i love that you're giving back to athletes like i said hannah had nothing but amazing things to say about you so i mean yeah you're definitely leaving an impact um okay so i want to ask you about your documentary i guess i have a couple other questions though first so you mentioned that your dad was a was the basketball coach and kind of got you into basketball have you talked to him much about your career and if so what what are his thoughts about that well i mean I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for him, his influence. Um, also my mom, oh my gosh, uh, you know, working two and three jobs so I could go to any camp across the country and have the opportunities I needed to develop. So I'm grateful, so grateful for all the sacrifices they made, but I'm so proud of my dad. Um, I don't know how many people know this, but he just won his eighth straight state title in the state of Kansas. And that's a record um, at my high school and now coaches the, the women's team. So um, I actually got to see him win his eighth. Um, that was such a memorable moment for me. I got to hand the trophy to his team, um, you know, something I'll never forget. And it actually would have been nine if COVID, you know, wouldn't have take, <laughs> taken that year. They had won one game and, and pretty much number one in the state. But um, I'm so proud of him because man, does he work? No one sees what he does behind the scenes. And that's really where I learned my work ethic. But uh, yeah, we're always constantly talking basketball uh, throughout the, you know, throughout my career and also his coaching career. So he coaches the girls team. Did he always coach girls or did he coach boys before? He coached boys before. And um, then he became athletic director and coached other sports when kind of, I have, I'm the oldest of four. And for him to be able to watch us play, you know, he couldn't, coach basketball and so um then um after we we're all kind of out of our sports careers um no one would you know wanted to coach the girls team and so he's he took it on and, and was the athletic director and then he didn't win a state championship his first year coaching the women but then after that he um 
literally won. He's won, you know, eight straight state titles since. That's so. so awesome. Yeah. Shout out to him. That is amazing. Congratulations. That's, that's awesome. Um, and then I guess one, so, okay. So you obviously had some success in high school. You went and played at Missouri state and had great, um, like great career there. Um, and then you played in the WNBA. Um, am I correct that you retired due to injury? Yes. Uh, numerous injuries, um, really started towards the end of my rookie season. Um, my wrist, um, you know, I had a torn ligament in my wrist. And so I got that operated on in the off season. And then I didn't, I couldn't get my motion back in my wrist. And so then that caused me to tear my rotator cuff in my shoulder. And then I also had a partially torn Achilles. So I was playing with three things my second season that all needed surgeries. And you know, looking back, if I had one regret, it was that I stuck out that second WNBA season. I should have shut it down because um, I really never recovered after that year and went through like 13 surgeries and made one final attempt to come back in Australia in 2005. And then they said that I needed left knee surgery. And I'm like, that was a total new injury. So I, I knew that my mind wanted to do it, but my body, you know, just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. How tough is that for you? Like knowing that your whole life, you've really been working towards playing basketball and everything like that. How tough is it for you to make that transition? Oh, extremely tough. And, you know, if I ever have the chance, I want to try to help uh, prepare players to not go through what I did when, you know, I couldn't play anymore. Um, you really have to have a plan of kind of what you want to do afterwards, but also know even when you do have something in mind when your sports career is over, no matter how long it lasts, because even if you, you know, don't, if you just play college and you've invested so much and through the years to get to that point, and now suddenly you can't play anymore. Yeah. And, you know, it is hard. And so have an idea of what you want to do and know it, you know, it's going to, you're going to miss it. It's going to be tough. Um, but you know, just that's why I'm saying like make the most of those opportunities when you have them because it goes by so quick. And, and the biggest mistake I made was my identity and self-esteem was wrapped up in to what I did on the court as a basketball player. And just always know no, no matter what um, your love or passion is, it's not about what you do. It's who you are as a person. And you got to try to separate that and not learn the lesson a hard way because I was lost for a couple of years after I couldn't play. Yeah, I bet. That's so tough. That's so tough. Um, so you mentioned that you're one of four kids and you're the oldest, right? Okay. Yes, I'm the oldest. So I'm in charge of the household. No. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm actually the underachiever of the family because there's uh, two surgeons and uh, my brother's basically like vice president of Cargill. And I mean, wow. he's, you know, they, uh, they're, I'm, they're amazing. I'm so proud of all three of them. You know, any chance I get, I, I love bragging on them. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, because I know in my family, I'm also one of four. Um, and it was always like there was friendly sibling rivalry between me and two of my other siblings. And then my oldest sibling, we would always be like, you know, she would she played basketball or not basketball. I'm sorry. She cheered. And so we'd have to go like long trips to it. And we'd always be like, oh, my gosh. So I was wondering, what was the dynamic with you and your siblings? Were you guys all athletic? Oh yeah, all of us played college sports. Um, so I played at Missouri State. My sister, who's the youngest, ended up playing at Missouri State as well. Um, and then PJ, the next in line, played at Cloud County Community College and then okay. went on to Washington University in St. Louis. And then my brother played football 
at Dodge City, but oh man, it was always so competitive in our household. We would play what we call styles two on two and we play best two out of three with every person. So, um, and then we'd add up the games to see who won the most. And usually it was around a holiday when we were all back and we wouldn't pretty much, you know, sit at dinner with each other because we were all so ticked off from, you know, our styles two on two. So no, I grew up in a great environment uh, with my siblings and I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's so awesome. I love to hear that. So, okay. The Jackie style story is your new documentary, right? So you're, so I was, I was reading your website. Your website says Jackie styles is the greatest basketball player you've never heard of. And of course, growing up here, I have heard of you (laughs) quite a bit, but tell me, explain to me what that, what that kind of means. Well, um, so firstly, you know, I, we had that run, Uh, we made a final four. There was just a lot of kind of hype around our team and you know we got a lot of media attention because you know literally we shocked the world and what was crazy is there hasn't been a mid-major in the women's side make a final four since and I, I know I'm dating myself but that was 21 years ago so you know we were able to do something special and then you know I made it to WNBA and I somehow I can't I can't believe this is me but you know I got named rookie of the year and then all of a sudden I kind of fall fall off the face of the earth not like I'm no longer that's when my injuries started to happen and so you know uh, a lot of people my career was so short um really didn't you know know anything about it and so um it's been wild that one there's a movie out about my life and but I'm just so um thankful that Brent Huff uh directed it because man he he did an incredible job um I, I didn't know what to expect but he blew me away when I saw it for the first time yeah that's so awesome I can't wait to see it um you so yeah so you mentioned so like just now even um kind of that t- that point in your career where you had all your injuries and you kind of had to turn away from basketball and you had mentioned how your identity was kind of wrapped into it can you explain to me kind of how like what you were feeling at that time and what you were going through in your mind? Yeah, I mean, it was just so hard because I was so busy too. Like every minute of my day was kind of spoken for me. And I, I part of the reason like my body didn't help hold up. I mean, I was pretty much sleeping four hours a night you know, trying to get my workouts in, trying to make appearances for the league and doing all those things and, you know, just not getting the proper rest. And so then all of a sudden it's just so chaotic and then, then you can't do it anymore. And you're like, oh my gosh, who am I without basketball? And one of the hard things too, mentally originally is, you know, you're kind of used to being, you know, one of the better, you know, if you make it to the pro level, you're, you're successful. And so it's intimidating going into another career because you feel like you're behind because everybody else, you know, the normal transition is you go to college for four years and then you get into your profession. And so now I'm entering a profession where, you know, maybe they've been in it for 10 years. And I just had to say, you know what, I can work hard at, um, being good at something else and and that's where eventually you know I evolved to it's not about me it's not about my success it's about um, aligning my gifts to help the most amount of people I mean I truly believe our greatest legacy is um, every human life we can impact for the better and um, so I eventually find my found my way but it was a couple hard years you know I'm driven and so I, I needed a place to channel that drive towards yeah I totally get that and it's like you worked for, I mean, virtually your whole life to get here. And then it's like, now what am I going to do? You know, it's really hard place to be. I I can only imagine. 
So yeah, I mean, kudos to you for getting through that and for, for affecting so many lives now. Um, I was just looking at your page and you do all sorts of training, small group training and like talk, talking to teens and stuff like that. And it's so impressive. Um, how can people get involved with that? Yes, if you're interested in any of my basketball camps or small group lessons, I've also um, you know, done some speaking and team training. Or if you want to purchase the DVD, they yes. just went on sale on my website and I'm happy to sign a copy, but it's at jackiestyles.com. So, you know, and even if you don't want one of my services, if you just need my help in any way, um, whether it's an athlete needing a workout or recruiting advice or, or if it's a, you know, um, an adult, you know, needing uh, fitness advice, uh, I'm here to help. And so I, if you contact me through that, it'll go directly to my email and I respond to every, every person that contacts me. So uh, again, JackieStyles.com. Awesome. And, and you mentioned working out. Is that a big part of your life now? Oh my gosh. So when people <laughs> ask me if I've worked out, I said, well, did you breathe today? Did you eat? <laughs> I mean, that's how critical it is for me. Um, otherwise I'm not quite right. So yeah. you, you wouldn't want to do an interview if I hadn't worked out. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. So, okay. So now that the documentary is done and you're obviously still doing all of your training and stuff, but what's next for you? Well, I'm just going to continue on um, with my, um, you know, my basketball lessons, obviously, and, um, you know, the speaking, but I'm really excited to announce that um, I'm opening a private personal training studio called Next Gen Fitness, and it's actually a franchise, and I'll be the first one in Missouri. They started in uh, Oklahoma and Texas area um, is where they have a lot of um, studio. So um, I love the relationship piece. I love to help people uh, reach their individual goals. And I know how critical it is for me. And um, I just felt like it was a good platform uh, to help, you know, the community of Springfield. And um, so I'm really excited. Hopefully it'll be open um, October. Um, things have been delayed a little bit with COVID getting equipment and stuff, but I'm looking at around an October uh, start date. And again, uh, JackieStyles.com if you're interested in next gen fitness and getting some personal training. That's so cool. Okay. And you're going to be out there like training people, right? Uh, yes. I will be in the gym all the time. Now awesome. I'm going to hire trainers, you yeah. know, that are going to train like me and I'm going to do my cardio in there like crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, but I, I want that to, environment to be positive, uplifting, you know, just kind of like a, our own community um, where we support each other and, and help each other um, reach our goals. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, cool. I don't know if I have any other questions. Do you think I've missed anything? I, I don't think you have. Like you've done an incredible job. So thank you. You're, you're amazing at what you do. So thank you so for much. making it easy. So yeah. So Jackie Styles, thank you so much for being on Pretty Bitches. I'm literally, I'm so honored. I'm starstruck. I have goosebumps right now. So <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you and I appreciate everyone listening. Um, thank you guys. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, see you later. I'm not going to